Hi, this is Donna. I'm just jumping in right before we get started to issue a big spoiler warning for the new Ghostbusters movie. And also to let you know that we had kind of a glitch with this file. And the good news is this is the last episode that we have any recording difficulties on. But I'll be popping in near the end to go, Hi, remember the technical difficulty thing? This is it. Thank you so much and we will get started. Alright, this is Collective Snark. I'm Adrian. I'm Michelle. And I'm Donna. We'll be talking about pop culture, science fiction, fantasy, geek culture, writing, or any other topic that grabs our interest. Uh, today we're going to be recording in the Hardesty Library in Tulsa, and I'm telling you that because I want to thank them for the kind use of their room, and because we are required to be open to the public, so you may hear the door open. Actually, you won't hear the door open. You'll hear the doorknob rattle. Because <laughs> so, we're not going to let them in. <laughs> we're not going to let them in. Um, so anyway, who knows? We, we might end up with some audience participation. Uh, today we are talking about... Ghostbusters, the go- the new Ghostbusters movie, and this will be airing a couple of months after the movie's out. I, I wish we could be more topical, but we have strong feelings about this movie, and we want to talk about it, even if it's not right after the movie came out. Um, before I introduce our guest, I want to tell you a funny story. I knew I wanted to invite our guest, Kinsey, on for this segment. Uh, Michelle already knew her, but Adrian hadn't met her. And I was really surprised when I went to see Ghostbusters to see Adrian there. That wasn't a plan. And so I mentioned to Adrian that I knew had somebody I wanted to uh, invite to come on the podcast. And after the credit rolls, I turned around and there was Kinsey. <laughs> <laughs> so we inadvertently all three saw the movie together. So anyway, hi, hi Kinsey. Hi, Hello. Kinsey. Hello. Hello. All right. Good podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, of course, there was a lot of controversy to this movie when it was first announced. Uh, there was a lot of backlash. Some people say it was engineered backlash. I don't know. Mm. Um, but a lot of people really were crying that their childhood was going to be ruined. In fact, the trailer is the most disliked trailer in the history of trailers. Can I just say for a second, it's a really bad trailer. Yeah, yeah. I'm not arguing. It's a bad, mm. bad trailer. But... I really enjoyed the movie. Now, Michelle, you saw it last night? Yes. What'd you think? Uh, I liked it. I thought it was very funny, um, very consistent. Um, I'm, pi- I'm particularly picky about reboots in general, so I was not necessarily excited that they were rebooting this one, but I'm never excited that they're rebooting anything. They really, everybody who reboots something that's already been done really has to prove to me that they've done their due diligence and that it was worth it to remake this movie. And in this case, I think it was definitely worth it. I think everybody did a great job, and I know you guys will get to different actresses in it eventually, but I really thought that Kate McKinnon ended up... Oh, God. Yes, Diane's shining as a star for many reasons, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I thought it was a great... A lot of laugh-out-loud moments, a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Uh, and would see it again. I have seen it three times. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I've seen it just the once. I was really entertained. Um... I don't think it was the best movie that was ever made, but I really enjoyed it. And and yeah, I'm going to be right there with Kate McKinnon as Holtzman. Oh my God, what a fantastic character she was. Uh, and yeah, I was I was entertained by the movie. It was just fun. There was a lot of fun. And I do agree. It wasn't my favorite movie I've seen this summer, but mm. I had a good time. It was fun. Kate McKinnon stole the show. I, you know, her and Leslie Jones both. They were mm-hmm. my two favorites. I'm so angry that their toys are sold out everywhere. Mm. Um, yeah, just I love them both. They're fantastic. Well, since Adrian said that, I'm going to interdu- interrupt us for something that may actually end up being really, really poor audio. But I have a present 
for Adrian. So I may end up oh. having to edit this out, but uh, but stay tuned for the opening. It says sound. do not open. Yeah. Okay. We we can open it. <laughs> yeah. There we go. She's taking the tape off the box. She's opening. <gasps> what? Oh my god! <laughs> I love you. And, and what is it? It's Holtzman. It's the Holtzman pop vinyl that I have been completely unable to find oh, anywhere in awesome. town. Oh my gosh, this is amazing. That's cool. She's so awesome. Aww. Okay. Well, I think that may have been good audio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I kind of got that in a weird way where Amazon sent me two of them. So, <laughs> um, so there you go. That's yeah. Amazing. Awesome. So, well, let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about this character. There has never been, in my opinion, a character like Holtzman in a movie, on TV, anywhere. She is just a weird, delightful, crazy character. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's now been given a place of honor on the table. What do we think Holtzman means to to audiences? So I, I want to say real quick that there were like I almost cried a few times while watching this movie because like. Holton was so amazing to me because like you know I was I was like the weird kid a lot because I like horror movies and I like I like gross gory things and uh, seeing Holtzman like I like there, there's always been like creepy girls but they're always like Wednesday Adams or Morticia where they're very beautiful and put together and elegant and dark and dark but Holtzman was just like blonde and cheerful and like wearing men's clothes from a thrift store, possibly a garbage can, I don't know. But she right. looked amazing. <laughs> right. Like she looked amazing and she was so unapologetically excited about everything she did. Like she didn't she she never was self-conscious about the things that she loved. And there's that scene when they bring up the uh, the hearse. Oh yeah. And they're like, did you check to see if there was a dead body? And, and then she, Patty's like, well, let make Holtzman check. She loves stuff like that. And Holtzman's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go check that. It's, I, have I can think of that. I, I can think of seven ways to use a dead body right now. And and I was just like, like I was so angry mm. that I have gotten this far in my life without seeing Holtzman because I feel like, mm. like middle school me, teenage me, elementary school me would have been so much. Would have loved her. Yeah, would have loved her. Would have yeah. been so much more well-balanced to see somebody like Holtzman because it's the first time that I think I've ever seen a character that I was like oh wait she's actually kind of like like she likes the stuff that I like and she doesn't dress like a girl like like I don't know or I just like, what's expected yeah, yeah like, like and yeah so she was just oh my god I uh. <laughs> there is a there's a moment um, near the end when she licks her gun yeah <laughs> <laughs> that started a sequence. I was just sitting oh, right that was with a smile splitting my face as you watched the sequence of this woman. I literally ass. swooned just now, and I think I literally swooned <laughs> in the movie when it happens. And she wasn't sexy. This wasn't a fighting sex toy. She wasn't sexy. She was just tough and badass, and she looked fantastic. I want to add something to that, but I think Kinsey wants to add something first. I just, I'm just seconding everything that both of you said. I was a weird kid growing up. I was weird, and I, just going this long without seeing someone that actually does that did represent me. I was weird. I'm still weird, and to, just having someone like Holtzman, if might have made my formative years a little bit different. Not exactly. That were, not that they were horrible by any means; they were fine. But it was just like. That's me. Like, I can relate to all of this. That is mm. just me. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. You're going to say something that follows yeah. up on it. Oh yeah, I was just like, like, I don't feel like I had any very good role models yeah. that were anything like me, and that's exactly that. Like she, she was the first time I've ever seen any any female characters in, in a movie or TV or anything. Well, like my role models, like I gravitated toward Ripley and Princess Leia. Those, yes. those are like my mm-hmm. formative role models. It's like these badass women that are just taking no shit, and they're going to get through it. They're not. Yeah. They, you know, they're thrown in these crazy situations, and they. They make it work, right? And what, but what, like the thing that I love about Holtzman is that like Ripley and Princess Leia are hyper competent in everything they do. Yes. They're confident. They're yeah. sure of themselves. And what I love about Holtzman is that she's also kind of awkward. Like it yes. gets to that point at the end where she's like, "I want to make a toast. The universe is um and stuff and and I love you guys." And I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, like I Normal. love that she's she she's so cool." And then she's also like. I love you and I don't know how to say it, so I'm just going to mumble my way through this and then sit down really fast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so I like that that, that she wasn't so hyper-competent. Yeah. Like, she wasn't good at everything. Hi, guys. This is Donna. Uh, this is the place where we would like to have uh, some advertisers to help support the podcast. And if you know anybody who would like to support uh, this podcast... By all means, uh, send them our way. Until then, we're just going to take this opportunity to hawk our own stuff. So, Michelle is going to tell you a little bit about our books. So, we actually have some writing out there, some blogs, and we wanted to plug that really quick in case you want to check us out online. Donna and Michelle write at Purple Ink Writers. Uh, Michelle has a blog called Chipper Muse. Adrienne has Splatterhouse 5. She's talking about horror and all that kind of fun stuff. Donna and I talk about a mix of other things. We've got some anthologies out there also. Dark and Dangerous Things, 1, 2, and 3, science fiction and fantasy. Duped is Donna's short story anthology. Michelle has a short story anthology called Freaks and Other Monsters. And Adrian has just put out her novel, Psychopomp and Circumstance. And then uh, Donna and Adrian also have a bunch of other anthology stuff that they are into. And so you need to go check out their stuff. We're all online. And that's it. Go buy stuff. Or read. Thank you to Spinning Recava from Collective Snark for use of the track Urban Metronica, the Woo Ya Mix. You can find our books on Amazon as well as other retailers, but Amazon's probably the easiest. You can also find our full names properly spelled in the show notes uh, as well as links to our books. Uh, We also have the brand new Collective Snark Twitter account. That's Collective Snark, one word. And the Collective Snark WordPress blog, which is collectivesnark.com. To start with, it's probably just going to be links to our podcast, but hopefully Adrian, Michelle, and I will be inspired to blog a little bit about some of the topics we've discussed and that sort of thing. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to throw back to the recording and thank everyone again for listening. So you remember how I said at the beginning there was a glitch in the file near the end? That was a lie. There's two glitches in the file, and this is the first one. It's a small one, but we did lose some conversation about the wardrobe choices in the film, and so that's what we're talking about when we come back here. It makes no sense for my character to be wearing this, but I'm wearing it anyway. And, and of the cast, Kristen Wiig and Kate McKinnon are the most 
conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they were not, I mean, Kristen Wiig's normal out, normal wardrobe oh, was just ridiculous. Yeah. Just, Tiniest bow tie. Yeah, a little bow tie. But see, I love that shirt too, because that's, it's a little offbeat, and I would have probably used that. I would have been like, I'm going to rock this thing. <laughs> it, was just, it was just nice to see a movie where none of the women were, were sexualized, even, even the ones who um, have the traditional good looks that they could have been mm-hmm. sexualized. Well, they're yeah. very true to the characters. Like this was this, true. This was character driven. Yes, it is a sci-fi fantastical thing, but still, you're looking at very character driven uh, women that they're not defined by them. They are, you know, they're women of science. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. You want to talk about Kevin? Kevin? Yeah. Let's talk about <laughs> Kevin. Which can I just start out by saying Kevin. it's about time we had some good eye candy. I'm just admit that it's eye candy. Eye candy for the oh, woman. Yeah. Women like eye candy. Chris Hemsworth is very good at that. And he yeah. did a good. He was a good comedic actor mm-hmm. in this role too. I thought. So. I think there were moments where, like, the, I don't. I don't know exactly how much of this was scripted and how much of it was improv, but a lot of it felt like sort of riffing off of each other improv yeah. comedy. And I felt like there were moments where you could tell that Chris hit that. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is not a comedian. Like that's right, not his right. profession. He's an actor. Yeah. But I still thought he like I still thought he was funny. It was still great. I thought yeah. it was hilarious when they, he was like, "I'm gonna go over here and not listen," and he covered his <laughs> eyes. Like, yeah. yeah. I think he has a good sense of you know understanding what it's like to be good looking and yeah. not be all about being good looking. And that's yeah, what I think exactly. he brought to the role, and it worked. Yeah. Now I will say I don't think even Kevin was sexualized. Now he was pretty. And, but I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the only time you even saw a shirtless picture of him was, it was actually a picture. It wasn't yeah. Chris Hemsworth shirtless, it was mm-hmm. a picture. Um, so even though he was definitely pretty, I don't, I don't feel like even Kevin was sexualized. He wasn't, I don't think he was sexualized. And also, like, he was treated with a bit of, res- like, it's hard to say respect because he was... He was dumb. Um, well, affections. Like affection, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, like, the characters are like, let's go save our terrible, our terrible secretary. <laughs> and they just, you know, and kind of walk by him and go, yeah, he's finally learning where the phone is. Yeah. <laughs> now we'll like, see if he can actually answer it correctly, but, you know. Yeah, sort of... but, but like, he was never, he was never reduced to an object. And you couldn't, yeah. like, he, if he were a female character, he would pass the tests. You couldn't replace him with a sexy lamp. You couldn't... True. That's true. Like, yeah, he he that's talked true. about things other than women. Yeah. yeah. Um, so like I, I think he was he was a really well done character. And my friend uh, Jack, who was on here with us at some point, he has a theory that Kevin's character was also like the embodiment of white male privilege, mm. and how you could see that that was like because he kept edging up on being an asshole and then pulling it back. Yeah. But he always got away with it. Like yeah. nobody ever called him on it, and you at the end he gets the sandwich, and then they take the sandwich away, and, and they then throw he it just, back to him, yeah. and then he just gets it right back. Yeah. And, and so, so he was saying, Jack was saying that that was a really good like personification of the whole idea of white male priv- privilege and all the stuff that you can get away with with that, which was even a little bit called out whenever, spoiler alert, <laughs> <laughs> Rowan possesses his body. Yeah, and was like, oh. Oh, the handsomeness in the glasses. Yes, this is much better yeah. than being who I was. <laughs> yeah, I think I a lot of it had to do with being just that good-looking stereotype too. Yeah, he's really good. People who are good-looking, <laughs> I mean, incredibly look, good-looking, tend to know it and tend to get treated better in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. certainly did. So yeah. yeah. 
Um, and then I saw, I have seen the complaint, and I have to really genuinely hope the person that made this complaint was joking, because I, I hate to think they're that tone deaf, but I have seen the complaint made that Kevin was the only male main character, and he was stupid, and he was weak, and he had to be rescued by the heroes, and all he was was eye candy. candy. And, and like I say, I, I have to hope that the person that made that complaint was, was kind of joking. Being sarcastic. I believe that is the joke that the the, yeah. the the dumb blonde secretary is a guy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That, uh, if you have a problem with that, if it wasn't a joke and you have a problem with that, I need you to take a step back and think about how women have felt for the I, entirety. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I said to that person, I was like, "Oh, was that offensive to you that the dumb secretary that was pretty was a guy that bothered you? That sucks." For you. Yeah. People, well, people are going to find something to complain about. And I think, honestly, we talked, we mentioned it a little bit, I guess, when we're talking about um, the different controversy and, and people complaining about the remake. And I think sometimes a lot of that boils down to once the complaining starts, it's easy to find Everybody more wants to jump in, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, the internet trolls definitely jump in because it's an opportunity. And I sometimes wonder if some of that was, if it was not engineered by the studio, then maybe it was something that people thought, okay, this is something that I can go complain about and you just find something to complain about. Yeah. Yeah. And I could also see it being some of, uh, because for years and years, and you guys know this, we have been teased with a third Ghostbusters movie. Like we're going to get one with the original group and it just fell apart. And so he didn't want to do it, I think, right? He wanted to do it, but he wanted to be a ghost. He had very, like, strict stipulations. He wanted to do something different yeah. than the old character. Yeah. yeah. And I think once the the internet trolls, if you will, once they heard, okay, we're not getting Ghostbusters 3, but we're getting this whole new take on Ghostbusters, and stay with us now. It's women. I think they then made up their mind. Now, I do totally agree. That trailer did not... That trailer was so bad. It was yeah. so bad. <laughs> AMC here was showing the international trailer. And oh, that was really? so, yes, we went, I don't remember what we saw, but they wow. did the international trailer, bad. which was better. And it's like, okay, well now I do kind of want to see this. This yeah. doesn't, you know. I wonder why they released that trailer. I guess that's another. Uh, that's, that's, I don't know. But it was just, such a bad, it was it like, was bad. it was like, let's find the worst jokes in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. like, oh, I don't even know. Like, honestly, that trailer almost made me not go see it. Yeah. And then it was just, honestly, my love for the original Ghostbusters that that was yeah. like, no, 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 let's do this. Yeah, I, I, think, I wonder if it was kind of to like uh, counteract like the stereotype of, of trailers where people say, you know, only the good stuff gets put in the trailer. No, so maybe you're like, could okay, be. I have to go see it because I'm a fan of Ghostbusters. And then you're genuinely surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that is that is Lizzie who is sitting in for the next recording. <laughs> That's okay. I told her she did not have to sit there in silence, but I just thought you should know who you heard talking. <laughs> yeah. Jumping again for sure. Um, but um, I think uh, let's let's talk for just a minute about Patty. Also, uh, she's so awesome. She was so awesome. Now Patty is not a new character. You know, Patty is a character we have seen before, but I really felt like all of those characters were really wit- written well for the actress's strength. I mean, I think Patty I read that the, the creator and the director, Paul Feig, yeah, Paul Feig, uh, really wanted the the actresses mm-hmm. to bring the characters to life the way that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I believe that he told them to just do what you want to do with this character. Okay. Oh, that and makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, that does. So that's why, like, like you know, he, and he, he, he wanted to bring a lot of them to it. So I, I, and I, I believe this could be 
you probably yeah. want to check me. I didn't do a lot of research because I liked the news. <laughs> yeah. um, but I believe that since Kate McKinnon is a lesbian, mm. uh, he it was implied heavily throughout the movie yeah. that, that, that Holtzman was also a lesbian, and it was confirmed... I think yeah. that, 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 that Holtzman would be a lesbian in future movies mm-hmm. should they happen. That was actually, Please, I'm sending the prayer to the universe. Yeah. That was actually something else I wanted to, to talk about was the, the Holtzman character being being gay. And I have heard some people complain, does it matter if she was gay if nobody knows? Well, I feel I like knew. if you don't know, then you were not really paying attention to the how other- she flirted with literally everybody the other night actually it was when we went to see suicide squad um i met somebody i had never met before and within five minutes i had zero (laughs) doubt that he was a gay man uh the fact that he was talking about being attracted to the latino boys kind of helped a lot but my actual point is he never once said i'm gay to me, it was not necessary, and and I even even if the movie never said, "Oh, Holtzman is gay," I think we all knew. I mean, she was so clearly flirting mm-hmm. with, at the very least, Aaron. Yeah, yeah. I just I didn't. She feel like her it was first a, line in the movie is, "You come here often." That's true. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Um, so yeah, I didn't feel like it was a it was a necessary thing to say, but I do think I guess I should let you see that. <laughs> uh, I, I do think uh, representation of that kind is important to see. And, I mean, we already talked about how fantastic it was to see her be this scientist character and this weird character, but to also see that this gay character can just exist and be... And, not, and the whole thing doesn't have to be about the fact that she's gay. Yeah. Exactly. That was nice. And that was true of the Patty character, too, I felt yeah. like. Yeah. You know. Like, I love that Patty... I'm sorry. No, I was just... I'm, 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 I'm so out. excited about yeah. this. No, I mean, literally what I was going to say was, you know, Leslie Jones is a black woman. And Patty's a black woman, but you don't sit there and thinking, oh, she sounds black and she's doing a stereotypical thing. There was only ever thing. one line about it in the whole thing. Yeah, which is, yeah. that's real life though. You know, mm-hmm. people bring in their past experience and where they grew up into where they are now. And it's not all that who they are. And I thought she did that really well. She embodied that really well. And I've heard a lot of people complain that the only black character was also the only non-scientist character. But everything I've heard from Leslie Jones has been like, no, this character is exactly the way I wanted her to be. Yeah. And also, yeah. and she's in the lab at the end. Yeah, she's yeah. in the lab. Sorry, she's spoiler. Also, <laughs> she's also brilliant. Like she is super smart, and she's the one. Like she yeah. saves everybody at the end of the movie. Yeah. Well, her knowledge that she brings about the city, mm-hmm. like they would not have gotten to where they were without Patty. And I just love just her enthusiasm. Like she met these these three yeah. women, totally different than her. It's like. I'm going to roll with this. Let's, you know, mm-hmm. and you need to know yeah. what's going on over here. What about this history? And I found this out. Like, she just jumps, you know, feet first into it and just doesn't look back. And I love that about Patty. Yeah, yeah. Well, and one of the things that I read that Leslie Jones said was that it's not about this black woman who's not a scientist. It's about the fact that a regular person can be a Ghostbuster. Yes. Yeah. And, and she's extremely competent in what she yes. does. And she brings a level of common sense yes. to the, you know, to the like, group like, that's much needed. All the Ghostbusters were just going to keep going and they're nice clothes and she's like i brought coveralls guys because you need an adult right exactly exactly or someone who's just aware of how the world works yeah and she's aware of how the world works but it's not street smart yeah she's just like a stereotypical you know black person character yeah she's just smart she's just you know Mm -hmm. common sense this is what you gotta do yeah she is she's so good and she was she was very important because those other chicks they're all 
Well, I won't go so far as to say ivory tower because I don't know the the, the cheap <laughs> university. We where... definitely get the the impression that Aaron is ivory tower. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so probably Abby too, since they grew up together. Holtzman's got basically no backstory. But we know that she was working with a scientist who's also very this this yeah. character. So mm-hmm. she's had a lot of experience in that, and I think you can imply or infer that. She's probably ivory tower in some way because mm-hmm. usually people who are doing experimental science are somehow connected to academia. That's where they get their grant money from. Yeah, yeah. So. And just to move away from our our stars, let's or our, our main characters. Let's talk for just a minute about Rowan. And I'm going to put a spoiler warning at the at the intro of this thing because I, I think we we've, we've already made some spoilers. Anybody think it was just fantastic that the bad guy was literally a basement dwelling troll man boy? <laughs> yes, a, a yes. nice guy trademark. Did, did yes. he even actually wear a fedora? Didn't he actually have a fedora? He may have had one in one scene. Like I, I don't know. It's because I'm like you. Yeah, I've just seen it the the one I time. Remember. I don't remember him wearing a fedora. I don't think he did. I think it's just really easy to. Picture put yeah, one there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he had one in spirit. Yeah. Yeah. A spiritual fedora. Yes. Yeah, so I, I thought uh, I, I really kind of felt like Rowan being this guy who lives in a basement and resents the world really kind of it, it may have been a deliberate jab at I definitely think it I, was. I do too. That because, movie was super self aware. Yeah. Yeah. I think because uh, uh, I think the writers were well aware what kind of backlash was coming. Maybe not to the extent. And I think the villain that they made was kind of per- perfectly tailored to that. And I do agree, very self-aware. Mm-hmm. I think that was just their, like, mm-hmm. okay, if we're going to do this, let's let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like. He even had the speech patterns of your typical nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Do you want to talk about representation a little bit? I mean, we sort of touched on it some. We kind of touched on it a little bit. But, like, I I, I wanted to add on that a little bit and say that whenever, before the movie came out, I saw a lot of people saying, I don't don't see the reason to remake a movie just to gender swap it. That seems stupid. And at first I was like, I get that. That makes sense. But then, like I said, when I was watching the movie and I was nearly brought to stupid tears, it's not sad, guys. Like I should say, there's no sad parts in this movie. Um, Glorious tears. Yeah, Yeah. glorious tears. Like that, like that's when I realized how important it really, really was Mm -hmm. because I didn't even realize that this was something I didn't have. Like the original Mm -hmm. Ghostbusters, I always loved Egon. I thought Egon was the greatest, but it wasn't like, like I, I, I loved him. He was my favorite. But seeing Holtzman in yeah. sort of the Egon-ish role was totally different. Mm-hmm. Because when I saw Holtzman, I was like, no, she is like me. Like, mm-hmm. like I can be her when I grow up. Yeah. When I saw Egon, it was just like, oh, he's really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I could be his girlfriend or something, you yeah. know? Which is a totally different feeling. Yeah, it's totally different. actually yeah. seeing somebody that is like you. And have you seen the pic? There's a picture that was posted all oh, over. that little girl. Oh, Kristen, yes. It was Kristen Wiig at the uh, premiere, and standing behind her was a was a little girl, and she was in an, a Ghostbusters coverall, coverall, and her face was just... It was just lit up with yeah. joy. I mean, that's one of the things that I, that I said about this movie that as soon as I saw it, I was like, mm-hmm. I want to take my kids to see this. And so I did. I took my... I took my two-year-old to see it. It's her first movie in the theater. Oh, wow. And she thought it was fantastic. Oh, good. Sure, she, sure. Actually, she likes the balloon ghosts. Yeah. 
What about you guys? Uh, Adrian and I have been kind of dominating this. Oh, no. I just, it's one of those that all the points you guys are you're making here, it's like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I know I've, I've touched on it with, with Holtzman, but just the weirdness. That's, for me, that was the moment. And it wasn't until you and I were talking after the movie. So this is it. This is the place where the file just completely fried and it's it's really kind of heartbreaking i wish you guys could hear what we were talking about and the the joy and the energy that we had we kind of lost it when we came back and tried to re-record so i'm just gonna cover i think the one topic that i that i really was the saddest that we lost which is that these toys these uh you know the action figures the pop vinyls all the action figures if you want these figures out there, if you want good figures for your daughters or your sons out there of, of female characters, you have got to buy them. That's it. If you if you want them to be available, you've got to support them. When we were talking after the movie just about the uh, representation, and I didn't realize that feeling. Like, I didn't know that's what I was feeling until you were talking about the how you were moved and I got it. That's when it just it was a light bulb. It's like, oh, this is what representation feels like, and that's fantastic. Yeah, like I've loved Ghostbusters forever, but I never wanted to be a part of the fandom so much until now. Like, I want all of the toys. <laughs> I want all of the T-shirts. I want all of the stuff. It's a good well, fandom. <laughs> it is a good fandom. Does anyone else have anything they want to add on here? No, just that this movie pretty much passes the Bechdel test the Absolutely. entire time. It does. <laughs> it passes like all of the tests. <laughs> all of the time, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, they would only even talk about Kevin a little bit. Right, exactly. And mostly it's, even oh, just stop, Aaron, just stop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Even when they are talking about how attractive he is, it's, it's for a couple a, seconds. It's in and a sense of don't do that. Don't, yeah. don't be like that. Right. All right. Well, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Um, so let's let's have our happy our happy thought. So my happy thought, and it's changed just so we know here from what I was going to use, but I finally started the Bloodlines book that is all about Princess Leia. I've been waiting mm-hmm. to read this book. Jack Windick. Yeah, and I had to wait till I finished my other serious important book that I needed to read, and I finished it, and now I get to have this Princess Leia book. I'm seeing little Hamilton references in it, which are fantastic. <laughs> oh, nice. And it just that's my happy place right now. <laughs> Well, I haven't read that yet, but that makes me happy just that you're happy because I love Chuck Wendig and I love Princess Leia, so that'll be mine. Um, or, I don't know, what else? Um, <laughs> it just was nice to talk about Ghostbusters. That's my happy place for the moment. Uh, my happy place is going to be Elle King. Like, can I just say that the song she has during the credits of Ghostbusters <laughs> is fantastic. Oh, and I've actually, kind of, that's, yes. I have, like, I in the theater, I was like, this song is amazing. And I've been listening to it sort of on repeat since then. And I've just decided that Elle King is, like, the the pinup savior of, of my my boring music life right now. <laughs> Some good punk stuff going she on. She is so great. Yes. She's adorable. Like, I want to give her hugs and kittens and mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. hang out with her. And yeah. her let, let her give me hair tips. Well, since Adrian didn't take Holtzman, I am taking Holtzman. That I exist in the same world where a character like Jillian Holtzman exists. I, Holtzman my was my place. happy place for the entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Talk Thanks. to you next time. And thank you, Kenzie. Oh, welcome.